johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. guys we are back for another issue of sports insider radio we got big mike here i don't know if dave is on the line yet i know he was at a nba game last night hey buddy how was the game yeah pretty good i got really drunk so showing it right now (laughs) he's like thinking man oh man i gotta wake up and do the radio tomorrow morning (laughs) no no i'm fine yeah so, so listen, just go ahead. How's life? Good. Good, good. I was going through some statistics, and this is all just statistic stuff the clients like. But I figured I'd let you answer the question because you'll know, you should figure it out due to your geographic location. Out of all those college football games, what is the worst team against the spread in college football? That is the only question I had for you to start off the show. Colorado. There you go. Free tip. You're there. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're the worst. Yeah, they're the worst team against the spread. Two and ten ATS. Uh, and I just happened to look at the stats this morning, and I was surprised to see who was at the top and who was at the bottom. Now, Mike, who's the number one team against the spread in college football? I'll give you the record. The yeah. team is eleven and two. Eleven and two. I will have to say. Not TCU. a top twenty-five team. Are they not? Uh, well, the letter, the letter of the word, the letter was correct. Tulane is ten, is eleven See, and two against Dave, the spread. Dave, he tortures me with stuff like this that make no relevance to my daily wait, life. Wait, wait, and he confuses me. And he, zero, zero. That's a square card. He's trying to. I get it. I thought the seg. Hold on. I thought you were segmenting with Colorado being that Deion Sanders got hired as a coach there. He's getting some. Go ahead, I'm letting you I do thought that. that's where he was going with this, but that's not where you were going with it. So, and then there was there there one win against I think it was uh, was it Cal? I don't know, but they I don't even think I don't even remember if they were favored or or what in that game or they were small dog. I don't know. I don't even remember that spread. They beat Cal though. I think. There's Mike. a reason why. There's a reason why that team has a new coach, and it's probably because they were the worst team against the spread. I just, I just see the, the chair, you know, the committee in Colorado going up. Oh, 
the worst team against the spread. I heard John <laughs> on the radio say it. Uh, we have to fire the coach and get Dion in here. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it sparks things up. No, it will. But uh, it's one. what do you? How much emphasis do you put? I mean, I I already know the answer, so but I'm asking more so for the clients to listen to the show. Do you put any extra emphasis on the neutral field? Like, how do you rate in the bowl games a neutral field versus home and away? Is there a different like methodology that goes into it? Different rating? Like, how do you go into the bowl games, or is it just the same thing as you do throughout the year? Yeah, uh, just for me, neutral site. Yeah, uh, just no. It's it's neutral. I mean, I, I don't know. That's how I do it. I mean, there could is be there any more ge- fans. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is there fans. any geographical location matter for the fan base, or or not at all? I don't think it matters enough. Got it. But yeah, I mean, that used to be. How I go about it. That used to be Brian's big thing. Brian would say, well, not specifically in bowl games as much, but when these conference tournaments happen in college basketball and they were basically in the backyard of the team that was playing in the tournament, it was, he said, look, you're going to see a lot of fans. Cause you know how the, with college basketball, with the conference tournaments, it's an all day affair. So they would have a lot more fans in the seats that are local and he would put a lot of emphasis. He goes, look, it's basically a home game. You're going to see a lot more. And again, it's still just a very small tinker to, to the platform when it's a conference tournament, it's still neutral. It's still, you know, a conference tournament versus a regular season game, but it was still just a small tinker that he would put a little bit more emphasis into knowing that that team is basically almost playing a home game. And it was more strategically for those smaller conferences that weren't playing in monster arenas. They were still playing in, in relatively small arenas. And he, we would talk about it literally year after year on the show. And he had a pretty good opinion. I, I have to admit, Brian had a very good opinion, especially during tournament time, um, where he was able to identify specific games. And, you know, his, his process is quite different. It's basically on the other side of the spectrum of how you go into each game, each selection, each price. Like back then, Dave, we didn't talk about price. We didn't talk about closing line value. It's almost like it didn't exist, even though it did. And it, and it absolutely, absolutely was relevant forever. But it was just funny how the, the business has transformed and how my brain has transformed through all the years of being educated and being open-minded um, and learning basically a craft that you've been able to be exceptional at. Um, it's just funny how things are different because back then we were more of a, it was more handicapping. I mean, that's just, that's how you got to break it down. I mean, back then it was mainly finding, you know, it was more statistics. It was more game watching. It was more the eyeball test where it's like now, I do none of that. I mean, I, I literally do none of that. It's all about price. It's like uh, our good friend in, in Georgia says, you know, he gets excited about getting the best price. Whether the game wins or loses doesn't matter as much because he knows it's a volume game. But to him, he just gets very excited about getting a really good price at a specific book. So it's just interesting how the business has morphed 
into what it's become now and, and how consistent that we could, that we produce, you know, year after year versus before. I think it was, it was a lot more streakier with doing it in the past where it's, it's less streaks. In my opinion, I could be wrong. I could be just, you know, I, you know, my, my brain only remembers, you know, the, the current status of affairs. It's, it's hard for me to remember how I was running in January of 19. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. it's, it's just different, but I, I do believe that, um, you know, I, I don't exactly know where I was going with this. Um, but it just, it, it brought up a memory, you know, being that Brian was the host, the, the catalyst to the show for so many years, it just brought up that memory of him going, you know what, this team, it's like their backyard, you know, you'll, you'll expect a lot of fans. It's basically a home game. And we, uh, we went with it. So, you know, aside from all that, um, we're right into December here. We have the, when are you going to be starting college basketball specifically? Do you have a really a date for it? Or are you going to wait till after the bowl games? Yeah, probably in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to try to do too much. And then everything goes downhill. So a couple of weeks, like maybe a week and a half. Yeah, pretty do you do any scanning? Do you do any scanning and, and just seeing like, the price points and what you closed at. Do you do any following whatsoever? A little bit. Not really, though. No. But, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm not that into Kind of just, I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all it's, but well, John, what's halftime? What game went to halftime? No, that was actually my, that's act, that was, uh, that was uh, Big Dave. I have my sound, I have my screen time. Oh, Jay, what, what went to halftime? That was John. Oh, that was me? Okay, maybe I was no, wrong. Man. No, 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 it was me. Uh, <laughs> well, you had me totally confused. I thought I had it silenced. Uh, that was good. That was good. I don't know. I didn't even look at it. I just put it closed. Sorry, I have my sound on. Yeah. No, no, it's just, it's fun. See, that's the advantage of, like, I had a client, Dave, that recently, he was going to be a mentorship client. He kind of thought he could do it all on his own. I'm um, not going to say his name on air, but he's been reading the Don Best screens and he thought it's just as easy as that. And he's like, man, it's just difficult. Like I'm reading them and it's just, it's it's not producing. I'm like, you think that's just, that's it. Just purchase the platform and think it's just going to come to you. So it's, it's funny how these guys think they're smarter than us in a sense where they don't need the coaching. It's like me trying to play golf without watching YouTube videos and getting lessons and spending a lot of time an effort into learning the craft. If I just went out there and thought my way just because I'm a good athlete would be successful, I would suck. And I, I know that for a fact with golf. Now I just assume that that style is going to translate into anything else I do in life. I need to be mentored and coached. And some of these guys think just because they know and they watch, you know, the, the games and then they follow the players and they watch the million and million of different informational products that now you have access to everywhere you look, whether it's television, whether it's social media, everybody's got an opinion on the game. They think it's, they could be the next D mill without actually having to be coached by D mill. So he is not, it's the answer is he has not been uh, successful yet. And I think he's going to come over and actually learn it's like I hate I hate doing it that way because 
I know the, the end result, Dave. I know these guys are going to struggle on their own, and they're going to lose money doing it. And I try to prevent that from happening and, and really have you know a guy with a clean slate really take in the education. So, uh, you know, you do it all for Telegram. I mean, that's the advantage. You don't have to learn anything. All you have to do, if you want pre, pre-game edges for all the sports that you do, I mean, we could talk about your NBA run on air, but we don't get excited about that. We just expect it. We expect to be doing good. Do you even know how good you're doing in NBA? No. No, I don't. I I can't imagine. Here, I'll tell you. Yep. It's it's, it's funny you ask, Dave. I will gladly tell you your NBA record. How about because you do so much in-game and you don't know, it's it's going to be actually entertaining. Only say it as how about you? How good. about you? Give me, give me a, a, a guesstimate. Let's see how close you are. Oh, uh, uh, let me think. I don't know, fifty-five percent. I really don't know. Fifty-eight. Even if I was forty-eight or forty-two, yeah, I would. I don't know, but I know I'm doing good. I guess because my counts are fifty. Fifty-eight point four. You're fifty-two thirty-seven and one with every game tracked that you release to every client on Telegram. Now, obviously, some of the things you know, people like when there's a two-minute press, we have a rule on Telegram where we we don't like people missing games, um, and not a lot of people can bet live because they're not as functional to have access to multiple books. Sometimes it's just once the game starts, that's it. Um, we have a five-minute window. So if anything within that five-minute window before game time, most of those guys probably won't get those selections. And I, I'm not rating those. It's maybe like 2% that we don't post because it's so close to game time. But outside of that five-minute window, you're 52, 37, and 1. Again, it's early in the season. I'm kind of a big deal. What's that? I said I'm kind of a big deal. You are, and that, you don't understand. I mean, you see it because you get the DMs all the time. But now that we have, um, basically, you know, I'm I'm one of the the partners of your operation on Instagram specifically, and I get a lot of the request. I mean, everybody that I wish everybody had money because there's so many guys that that reach out to us that love us. They love the transparency. They love the fact that we're real people and that they can relate to them. It just they're just unfortunately have very small bankrolls that they can't follow the right uh, unit size to be successful, which there's alternate products. And I always refer them to going there and, and still getting a sample. But with Telegram specifically, man, I mean, every client always wants me to tell you, especially during the holidays, the highest regards and how happy they are that they joined. And, and, and they really thank you for all your hard work. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. But, John, you're still here. They also say the same thing to you. They say, John, we love your YouTube videos. You're the rawest, most honest person on the Internet today, even though you yell at us, and you don't yell at us, but you're yelling into the screen. They still respect you. So, again, around the holidays, this is everybody gets a little bit, you know, you know, funny feeling inside. It's cuffing season. 
So maybe, you know, one of your subscribers will uh, call you. What season is it? Called cuffing season. Explain that to me. Before I... Why don't you Google it? It's it's where people decide to get into relationships because it's cold outside oh, and they don't no, want to be lonely in the winter. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on to that. Uh, so... What I will say, what what I will, boy, it's, it, this is a G-rated radio show. Uh, I'm ming, I'm single, and I'll continue to mingle. That's all I'll say. Um, so let's let's talk about what you just said. I, I, everybody knows my personal people I work with in this office knows that I'm obsessed. When I say I'm obsessed, I don't listen to sports radio. The only thing I listen to is Howard Stern. And it was funny, it, regarding the YouTube videos, and this, there's a point to my story. He went on a rant this morning, Mike, and he was basically saying he has two years left on his contract with SiriusXM. And he basically said that he's probably not going to renew it because everybody has a podcast. And he said anybody can say anything, and people that have no knowledge can just open their mouth and talk. And while it can be good, it could also be bad. Well, I go back to the same thing. If you go, I always tell people, we have a live radio show for the last eight years. And I, it's funny, when I was listening to Howard pre-radio, ranting about it, it's the same thing. The guys love us because, look, yes, you can listen to this archived online. You can listen to this on Spotify. You can listen to this at Sports Insider Radio. You can listen to this at the Syndicate Insider. But we are live on the air, 1400 AM, Las Vegas, every week. Real show, not a podcast. Me and you were kicking around the possibility of doing a podcast, Mike. You know what? And I, my attitude was, after really taking the Howard Stern approach, nah, I'm staying live on the air. They can listen to the replay. But people like the fact, like Dave in Tampa is texting me right now, people like the fact that they can deal with real human beings and, and in, in the sports I just did a rant, as you know, Mike, on the, uh, the, the, the bonuses that they're offering here in Maryland and the way they're advertising with the proliferation of sports betting being legal in all the states. You also have the proliferation of sports touts, sports handicappers, pick game sellers, not educators. And if I had a dollar for every guy that listens to this radio and then we'll call here and go, the last guy I listened to lost me a lot of money. And I said, what did he look like? I don't know just a guy on the phone. This is the human approach where the people appreciate the radio and the YouTube and the Instagram stories by all three of us. Because when I walk into a casino, people actually walk up to me. When Dave walks into a casino, people can walk up to him. When you walk into a casino, they can't find you because you're stuck at the blackjack table in the high limit room in the back. Hey, hey, If you did leave the room, they could walk up to you. So that, that, that's what I tell people is that, you know, you want to deal with real people that, are, that you can visually recognize out in the public. If you are going to be put in a situation where someone's going to call you on the phone and say, I got a lock of the year or the game of the month, you're really asking yourself for, for max pain. And, and that's really on you. And in, in, in the world of Twitter, which I'm not, I don't actively involved in, it's the same thing. I don't want to deal in formats where there's no humanity. And, and, and so, like I said, I appreciate when the clients text. I appreciate when the clients 
uh, comment. I get a lot of feedback every time I do a YouTube video, but it goes back to the humanity of it. Who would deal with a financial advisor that they didn't know? Who would deal with an insurance agent that they didn't know? Who would deal with a mechanic working on their car that they physically did not know? Yet, I'll get call after call. Yeah, this guy called me on the phone, told me to bet 10 games for 5,000, and I blew up my 50-dime roll. That is the caveat emptor, the, the buyer beware. If you can't physically identify who you're speaking to on the other end of the phone in this world that we're living in, I would say stick with the people that you can identify with, who you can rectify with, who you can communicate with. And then before I get into a question for Dave, even though he's not doing college basketball, Dave, you made a post last night. It was an amazing, uh, you're showing your deposit on Instagram. I'm not going to give the specifics here. A lot of people message me this morning that are existing clients going, how can I make that number? I don't even want to talk about the number you posted. How can I make that number every two weeks? And my revert, my response was that number is a small percentage of a much larger bankroll. So maybe you want to just elaborate on that without getting specific. Believe in yourself. That's how you can do it. Believe in yourself, get a good idea, and pursue it. That's my advice. Yeah, I mean, I, sport, I, I got it from sports betting, so it's... What am I, how am I supposed to answer this question? Sorry. Well, I meant percentage. The amount of money you, you, you show that you're making on average every two weeks it still is in relation to a larger bankroll. And what I was explaining to the client that contacted me goes, how can I do that every week if I only have 20 grand? I go, you can't. No, you definitely can. You just need to get high volume, high edge. Got it. So get going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can turn 20 into a lot. I mean, I don't know about that much, but you could double 20 and, you know, you can get, it all comes down to your value. So you, off of 20,000, you can get 20,000 in volume in two weeks or a week if you have the right places to bet and et cetera. I mean, that'd be a lot of work, but like here, I think there's like 32, 32 companies or something now. So. You probably need one of the states that has it legal, other than Nevada. It'd be kind yeah, of and like for instance, Nevada, we're... Nevada's not going to have a game three when it's five, and you can just tee off on those over and over. They're just not going to have that. And if you do bet right. three when it's five, they'll say you bet a mistake and, and throw you out. Well, not throw you out, but restrict you. So, no, in the states that have it legal, definitely you can you can make it. But I would say even in, even in Maryland here, it's much harder because there's only six uh, – right now, there's only six shops, not 32. So we, we, we definitely don't have the amount of spots that you have. Yeah, but you, even can tee off, you can tee off on the six companies, use your brother, use your sister, use your best friend, and easily get tons of value off the six. I don't know what the six are, but yeah, there's value all over the place at this point. Deposit bonuses – Re-up bonuses when you lose, point challenges, just endless promotions and value. Yeah, you can you can do it. So yeah, everybody give it a shot. That's what you can do. My advice. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask you a basketball question, even though you're not doing basketball yet. Um, you have the screen up for me. You have the screen up. 
Do I? Yeah. Uh... So, if you go to college basketball while we're on the air, game number seven oh three. I'm sorry, game number seven oh five. So, game, the reason why I was going to ask you is I just want a strategy from you, even though, though you don't care about college basketball right now. The only team that is undefeated against the spread, which the public is well aware of that's already playing college basketball, is Connecticut. They are 9-0 and against the spread, while they are 9-0 and straight up. I've never seen a team win every game, cover every game, win every game, cover oh, every game. I'll Post. Exactly. So my strategy is at post, I would I already see and I want to make sure that we're looking at the same thing. This line already popped like a point and a half. And it shows me an open of three and now it's four and a half in some spots. And so I'm saying if I can get five, if I can get five and a half at post, isn't that what we would like to call an auto bet spot against the public knowing this is the only on every college basketball team in the world. This is the only team that's undefeated. And so, and then they're on the road playing at Florida. And I'm saying to myself, just an auto bet strategy. If you had no information, wouldn't you want to play Florida at post? And you might think I'm crazy, yeah. but I figured I'd ask you the question. Yeah. Like for myself on my apps, I'll have two and a half at some places or six and a half. I'll just play the market. But yeah, if you're just betting into the global market and you don't have rogue numbers, that's definitely what you want to do. I mean, in the long run, I don't know if this is right. In the long run, though, yeah, for sure, man. That's good. I mean, that's that's what I would do. But I mean, it's it's just a fundamental. It doesn't mean you're going to do it 100 percent of the time. Right. Yeah, I love that. No. And uh, by the way, that. By the way, there's only one team that's 0-8 against the spread that is 0% in college basketball, and I'm just looking to see if they're playing tonight. Uh, Mike, do you have any idea which team is 0-8 against the spread has not covered a game this season? No clue. Louisville, the University of Louisville, is 0-8 and 0.0% against the spread. I'm looking to see if they're playing tonight because I know that People that you'll get value betting on them as the uh, as the season progresses because people highlight these games. And that's what I kind of like. I call it envelope betting. You're looking at the very top. You're looking at the very bottom. You're looking at the fringes and and you're and you're trying to see where you can get value on those games. For the clients that asked me, who's the number one team against the spread in the NFL? Simple nine and three New York Giants, followed by the nine and three Cincinnati Bengals. The worst team against the spread officially as of today is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Three, eight, and one ATS. Worse than the Rams, which are three, seven, and one. Three, seven, and two ATS. So on your envelope in NFL, you have Tampa Bay and the Rams at the bottom, and you have Giants and Cincinnati at the top. And for all the clients that want to know in the NBA, the number one team in the NBA against the spread is the Sacramento Kings, 15-7. and seven. The worst team in the NBA is the Miami Heat, followed by the Dallas Mavericks, both tied for 8-15. and 15. All right, I'll t- pass it back to you guys. Clients wanted to know, I'd give them the info. That was great. If all that stuff, if all those trends and stats and all that stuff mattered, you would be rich. Exactly. 
I, I, like I said, uh, and oh, by the way, regarding dogs, um, this is for, for the clients that always ask me about the overall record. Um, I will say that it has been an amazing Monday night football. Again, I think that currently right now, every single underdog is covered on Monday night. These are crazy trends. It's, it's crazy. Dogs against the spread are 103, 86, and 6 on the closing numbers in the NFL, 54.5%. So it's coming back down to earth. Believe it or not, Dave, it was actually as high as 57.5%. So it's come down about 3%. Um, and what's interesting is away dogs, um, well, actually all dogs, doesn't matter. Away dogs, home dogs, they're all, they're all crushing. But um, for clients that always ask on the big game system, that's basically where you're at. Um, and we can get into talking about some NFL this week. Mike, uh, what are we going to do? Uh, Lamar Jackson is not going to be playing this week. Nope. Uh, we have a, a one to three <laughs> week period where we're looking at a sprained MCL. Uh, he's definitely not going to be playing this week. Sucks because, you know, divisional games are always tough and, and Pittsburgh has been trending upwards over the last month that they've got their defense together. It's going to be a tough game. That's why we're not a favorite as a team, obviously, with uh, with an 8-4 and four record. But, listen, every game has – how many years have you been doing this, John, that you've seen that the Pittsburgh spread has been three? Uh, only – I've it, been in the business 35 years, and I think this is the 35th year of the game being three. Nope, it can't joke. be the 35th year because the Ravens came here in 2000. I know, you know what I'm saying. Literally every year as long as I can remember. Sorry, three. 96. They came here in 96. But, yeah, it's it's, it's a close. Oh, you want to know what day they came here in 96? I know. You know why I know? It's my son's birthday, February 9th, 1986. Oh, nice. No, it's, so uh, it's, it's, it's always a close game. Um, uh I don't know what to expect of it. I just hope we come out with a W in terms of finding value. I just, it's number seems pretty right. I don't see myself touching the game whatsoever. Um, it, it just don't know what type of team the Ravens bring with Huntley last year. They were close in a lot of games. Obviously we went for two at the end of the game for the win. And a couple of those that we lost, he did have a win. Um, in Chicago when he came in, uh, when Lamar got hurt. So, you know, I don't really know what type of team it is with the backup quarterback. Lamar is such a catalyst for us to be successful. Um, not having him in there last week looked a little anemic, even though we had the good last drive to, to get the W. But, I mean, Dave was all over that game with the Broncos getting all those points. Same as myself. Really loved it. And, and I almost John, said congratulations well. to all money line winners, but it yep. didn't happen. John had a little a little piece <laughs> on, the, on the money line as I well. Had the, I had the money line, Dave. It didn't happen. I, I here's how I justified it. My son was extremely happy that I lost the money line bet. <laughs> yeah, okay, so you went so, to emotional play, emotional medal, or whatever it's called. No, I played. I played plus nine, and then I played a piece at plus three thirty five. And at the end of the game, it was like, ah, it is what it is. If it, if, if, it, if it ends, great. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, uh, I, Dave in Tampa just sent me a text message. 
He wants to know on games like tomorrow, Dave, uh, two Daves, Dave in Tampa, Dave in uh, Colorado. Dave wants to know in Tampa from Dave in Colorado how you play, how you look at games when new quarterbacks are playing. So, like tomorrow, the Rams is what we call the island game, and they're playing a new quarterback. Um, does that have a big effect on your on your on your on what you do, or do you just let the line take care of itself by going from four and I mean, a half? You to are, six? Yeah, you are kind of guessing if there's limited information on the person or they haven't played in a while. You are kind of guessing on that, but a lot of times you just kind of make an educated guess or I'll ask the people that really know about about the players and then and then they'll give me their oh, I think it's a drop off of of this either this many points or or talking about the money line or it's an upgrade or neutral that's how that's how I deal with it um but yeah, and then sometimes, sometimes some of these guys that I that I believe in, they'll say that it's an upgrade. You know, they'll say, "Oh no, this is actually an upgrade." And then I get real excited because I'm going, "Wow, the line moved three points, and it's an upgrade. Let's go!" So whenever they say it's an upgrade, I kind of just assume, okay, it's not really an upgrade, but it's not that big of a drop off. That's how I proceed. Maybe it's neutral. Those are actually a great answer that I would have never had that information. And so now we all heard it, not just Dave in Tampa. Because, you know, like you said, fundamentally you're reacting to the line move. You think the line is baked in. But a lot of times, like you said, you're going to get value if, if people are actually following these backups or second strings, third strings, and know how good they really are. Look, they're not bad. They're in that position to be there if something happens anyway. So it's like everybody acts like a scrub is coming in, and that's just not the case. Mike, what did you think of his play after Lamar went out? Um, I mean, as in terms of him as a player, I think it was actually pretty good. Um, but we just don't have any help on the outside with, with when the team lost Bateman for the year to injury. That was really the only player that was able to stretch the field and, and, and be a dependable receiver Every other guy is serviceable. I don't think any other player on our team, from a receiver standpoint, would be even a number two on most. Maybe number twos across the board on on the lower, the bottom tier teams. But our team runs through our tight ends. Our team runs through our running game. And with having injuries on the on the line and having our, you know. Stanley coming back from injury from two years and having a very good season and then being out the last two games, that's killing us. No consistent running game. We're just very anemic, and our play calling is very basic. And I think that's – I hope in the offseason they move on from Greg Roman and they get a new coordinator that's got some – you know, a young mind, kind of like the guy in Miami who just is very creative and just – spices up the game because you have to be creative in the NFL or it's what do they call NFL? Not for long. So you have to be creative. You have to adjust and we're not going to blow anybody out, but our defense is good enough and we have a good, you know, cohesive unit that we could beat anybody. I just, I just hope that in the time that Lamar's out, that we don't get jumped by the Bengals because they're humming right now, and from what I saw last week, you know they if they could beat Kansas City, 
and and have that you know confidence. I mean, after they lost their first two games of the season, the team's eight and two, so they're humming at the right time. And I just hope that we at least split. I, I don't expect to win them all. Hopefully, split the games that Lamar's out, and then we come back when we play the Bengals for the second time, and and we actually get that division crown. But it's it's the NFL. You just don't know week to week. It's a very competitive league, unlike most, where any team basically can win on any given Sunday. And in college, you basically know if a team is, you know, Alabama's of the world are not losing to the lower echelon teams. Where this year, I mean, they still lost the teams that were in the top 10. So it's the NFL, you just don't know. I mean, just like the Jaguars game, the team has a horrible record. We go down there two weeks ago and, and they beat us. So it just, you can't overanalyze last week's performance. I mean, like Dave, for example, was all over the Vikings last week. Well, a lot of people are not giving the Vikings credit because previous to that, the Dallas Cowboys went in there a couple of weeks ago and they stomped them. So now all of a sudden, a team that is as good as they are record-wise is not getting you know, the love from the odds makers. They're making them at an even three. Well, yeah, the game was fairly close throughout, but I believe the line should have been four, four and a half. I mean, they're at home. The Jets are with a backup quarterback, even though the Jets have a good team overall. I just don't think that that would have been a, that was a great price at three. So, you know, we got the job done with that one. It's, it's an overreaction. A lot of people have overreactions from individual games of what they saw. Sample size is small, and and they overreact. So. We try to avoid those overreactions and really have a, a sample size that is fulfilling to the overall price of the game. If you're a team at home and you're, you're playing against a decent team that's not particularly great on the road like the Jets, you know, getting a price at three, I think I, we got at 3105. That was a great steal. I mean, that's what we got excited about. We gave that game out, Dave, what was it, last Tuesday? Tuesday night, um, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. very early. Yeah, it, was it, was, early. it wasn't a post play. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you know, all the the, the haters are going to say, "Well, you know, the Jets blew it on the one yard." Well, you could say that about a million gazillion access points in the game that easily right. could go the other way, right? It's the, everybody yeah. only sees the the end, and I like the price. We like the price. We love the price last Tuesday. That's what we do. Well, let, let, we, we, let, go ahead. let me, uh, a client just asked me if we can get analysis on this game. Um, the number one team against the spread is the New York Giants at home against the number one winning team against the spread. I'm excuse me, winning team straight up 11 and one Philadelphia Eagles. So again, seven and four Giants. Line opens up at six, goes to a hard seven. You know, m- personally for me, I expect the public to be betting the Giants and bringing it back down, knowing that the Giants are the number one team against the spread. And I didn't even know that. Do look at- I didn't yeah. even know that. I, I would have never guessed that one either. Wow. Yeah. And, and Philadelphia is, uh, let me look at, they're seven and five ATS. So, but for me, it's like I'm almost like 
I would love to see Philadelphia come back down under seven and then get a team that, you know, get them under seven. But it was just wondering if uh, the client was asking about that game just because it's, you know, you have the best winning straight up team against the best winning against the spread team. I mean, I think you have to take the Giants there or pass, but I get, right. what, you're, I get what you're saying. It, it, I don't, I don't think people. I I don't know, man. You could be right, but I doubt your average person knows the Giants are See, a, I, a killer I, against the spread. I don't know though. What what I will say to you is because you're such a pro, the pro, you are remind me of a horse with blinders on, which means you're not looking at what the the crowd is doing. And I am, but what I try to do is I try to have my foot in both worlds. I know that the average client, when they go on and get their free information, they are obsessed with top teams against the spread, worst teams against the spread. So what I would actually say to you is I would concur with you. Most of your people, including you, wouldn't know, and everybody else knows. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting spot. So then that type of person would actually weigh in and bet Sunday morning, right? So, so if right. that's true, then you, you would want to grab the Giants. I mean, obviously before Sunday morning, I'm just kind of hoping a rogue seven and a half, seven and a half pops up there at a place that you can bet a lot of money. That's what I'm waiting for on that. Right. Same with the Chargers. But yeah, interesting. All right. I mean, I get what you're saying that I that I have blinders on and I don't care about that. But and, and that's a good it's it, a good thing. But that's a good thing. Well, I would have noticed it though if it was one of the better teams, you know. But with them, it's kind of hard to. Well, I had no right. idea on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, and the only other team that can Mike was just talking about the only other team, the only other team that's uh, tied with them, it's two teams, nine and three, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but again, that's an interstate rivalry, and I always wonder how much that matters, Mike. The, you know, it's like kind of like the Egg Bowl, Mississippi State, Mississippi. You got two teams. It, you know, oh, we live in a small state, so we have you know we have the Eagles, we have the 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 the, the, the I can't even remember the 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 Redskins. I have to say it. Sorry, um, but what do you think in that situation, Mike? You got a. Uh, you know, the the Cincinnati Bengals are laying six. They opened at three and a half, and they're tied with the Giants in the top spot against the spread. I mean, the, personally, I love – I'm not particularly giving it out. I do like Cleveland in that spot. I, I If I could get it higher, if I can get a seven, like Dave said, a rogue seven, I, I think that's an auto bet for me. Simply because, again, you're looking at last week's – Performance. Cleveland is anemic. That's the word of the day, it seems like. Anemic on offense. They didn't score an offensive touchdown, but they blew out Houston. Cleveland's defense is good. It's a division game. Division games are naturally close. Cleveland and Cincy play each other twice a year, every year. Deshaun Watson's got a game under his belt. He is not a backup quarterback. He's a starter. Is he going to throw up 405 touchdowns? Probably not, but he does have a very good run game that Cincinnati struggles against. He has good receivers, and he's got a great defense. If I can get a Rogue 7, auto bet for me. 
All right, well, moving on to uh, quarterbacks coming in after the starter comes out. Let's talk about San Francisco at home against the worst team against the spread, Tampa Bay. I personally, this is my opinion, no handicapping. Uh, I just think that Brady's there just because he's bored, and it's better than arguing with his wife. I don't think he cares. All that fake coming back nonsense at the end of the game, like, I just everybody and their mother's going to bet Tampa Bay because they came back on the on on Monday night even though they didn't cover and like as we say I would love to be in a situation to get hopefully that Tampa Bay gets bet down because it's three and a half if it get and you can get a three or two and a half that was that's what I would do obviously if I was on my own I don't anybody want to have input on? I don't even care about Go ahead. two and a half I'll take three all day there I'll take three all day with San Fran. I, again, this is from the school of D-Mill. The quarterback in this instance does not have a huge reference to a line being that much different. I think San Fran, because of the scheme and the style that they play, the backup quarterback fits perfectly because he does, they don't have to have him create that much. The game manager, Jimmy G, was a game manager before. Purdy, who was Mr. Irrelevant, actually came in and made some very solid throws. They have a good running game. They have a great offensive line. They have a great tight end. They have great receivers. He doesn't have to win the game. He just doesn't have to lose the game. Their defense is that good. I don't think Tampa Bay is good at all. Last watch them Monday night was absolutely atrocious. They had one good drive at the end of the game that won them the game because they played against an even worse team in the Saints who was basically beating them up for most of the game until the last drive. Brady is a statue at 44. San Fran has one of the best pass rushes in the game right now. You saw what they did to Miami, and Miami's a very good offense that they basically shut them down. So if I can get a three here, I'm all over San Fran. You know what? Because we give out the picks on air. I'm even going to say right now they'll probably win by seven. But if I can get a rogue three all day long, you know, I don't need a three. I'm in at three and a half. I just convinced myself live on air on this Wednesday that San Fran is going to route Tampa Bay because they're in a good position right now to get a wild card. And Tampa's fake. Their record is what it is. They're not even – that whole division is so bad, no wonder – that a team like that is in first place and has a losing record. So, um, well, so all let, over San Fran here. So let, that's my pick. All right. So I'm going to get, before I get to my free pick, I'm going to ask Dave, you went to a game last night. The clients want to know, are you going to this Kansas city chief game this weekend? Well, I was going to go to it because they had, but they flexed it out. They had, they had that the night game. So we, we had a big group like 10 of us about to go to it. And then once they put it back at, once they put it at two here, at our time. So one Pacific, one twenty-five Pacific, I, I just don't want to miss all the value betting. No, I understand. So, and, and yeah, I mean, okay. I, to go. I was excited about it for like two months because the people, and let me ask you this. The, the line opened up at six and a half. Kansas city is four and seven against the spread. Denver's four and eight against the spread. The line opens up at six and a half, goes to nine and a half. What am I missing? Was there some injury I didn't I didn't well, notice, Mike? I think that's the early. I think you're. Are you looking at the advanced line from the week? Yeah, before? yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's crazy. Nine and yeah. a half there. I'll, I'll take that as mine. Nine and a half. Denver. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, so many points. And then my... So we got we got San Fran minus three and a half for Mike. We got Denver plus nine and a half for Dave. And my... You won't believe it, Mike. I'm taking the I'm Ravens plus the two and a half. Is it two What's and a half? What'd you no, say, it's Dave? All threes. It's all threes. Nah, it's two and a half. Mike, Michael, uh, no, no, um, Dave will tell you it's th- two and a half everywhere, right? Dave, Ravens are two and a half everywhere? Well, it's two and a half pushing three, so you should also wait for a three or it, – it's a tough spot to just take two and a half even money because I would wait on your game, my game, I would wait, and then on his pick, I would – yeah, wait. We're all in weird spots for betting. Yeah, we're all in weird spots. I get it. We'll get we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. But I was just looking at the, the Giants, schedule. I mean, the Giants right. you could fire now at seven. That pick you can bet now, but the others, it's just a weird spot. Like if I lose the half point off of nine, and I get only plus nine, I'm not worried about it. But to get that extra half point onto ten with a super low total of forty three, it's worth a lot. So it makes sense. So that's considered a correlated parlay? Well, yeah, it's definitely correlated. Yeah. Because the the right. side the the to, the side to the total is yeah, like like about a little bit over uh 1 to 4. So it's got a strong core. Yeah, you could in fact, yeah, all the listeners should do that actually. It's take the the points to the under. You know, and then you hope you hope you get a 10 and and you hope that the total goes up. Um, but either way, yeah. And some places do limit that, that, correct? <laughs> yeah, but not really. Not in NFL. Not as much. But on that one, they're supposed to. They're supposed to limit it. Or you the guys, Houston to the you under. You see the schedule? You could blindly take you Houston see- to the under. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. Obviously, Houston to the under. A lot of books won't take that. But that's a that's a, I mean, what is that? Like almost a one to two point eight, something like that, side to total ratio. So that one's even lower. But yeah, like I said, I don't think a lot of books will take that one. Oh, but you're right, sixteen and forty five and a half. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but in NFL, in NFL, like some of them will just take it because it's such a rare, it's such a rare, low ratio. But in college, they automatically block. One like that, but in pro it rarely well, is that good. So the system does. The fact does that you, the fact that you mentioned that, I mean, honestly, that's the perfect spot, right? Like the overreaction on Dallas because of what Dallas did last week, and then they pump them from fourteen to sixteen. It's like, and and look, Houston has the same spread record as Kansas City Chiefs. So that the, the what them only winning one game doesn't matter. They're four and seven against the spread, no big deal. Just like the Kansas City Chiefs. No, none City of that Chiefs. matters. I mean no, none of that matters. Yeah, you gotta I mean the side to total ratio, anytime it gets less than like four and a half to one, you start to have just an off the top or one to four and a half, you start to have an off the top just market edge. So any place that would take Houston to the under, you have a huge, you have a huge, you have a real good percentage edge blind. You know, or if you, or if you wanted to take Dallas, if you bet Dallas to the over, you have just an off the top market edge. 
Okay, so it's equal. It's it's dog to the under or favorite to the over. I got it. Yeah, either one has an off-the-top edge. You can bet it right now and you have an edge, either side. Or you can bet both sides. You could take Houston to the under and then... Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, the, yeah. Take Dallas to the over. Yeah, because they're massively correlated there. See, guys, you're getting free information. Absolutely free. you got to follow us on Instagram, Vegas Ringers. The the life at did we get to twenty yet? Are we at twenty yet? Twenty what? Twenty bench presses? Twenty bench presses yet? Oh no, no. Yeah, it seems impossible. Come on, man. We got it. We got a little less. We got it. It's the seventh. We got to get it before the thirty first, baby. I'm cheerleading you. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm working on it. But yeah, no. That correlation, everybody, to definitely try that at your sports book. I mean, you have to give it a shot. You have to take all the ones that are like that all year. And is there a, and, and it's usually, well, yeah, like you said, you can have weeks where these don't even come up, and then you have a week like this week. Now, does Buffalo Bills fall into that category or no? Well, Denver was last week because it was, I think it was 42 and a half, and it was, it was nine. So that right. was pretty good. What about the Buffalo but Bills these, game this week? Does that also fall into it? Even, these are better. What was the Buffalo Bills? It's uh, 10 yeah. and 44. Yeah, you got to take all those. Yeah, especially if you nice. have a half point more on each side of the parlay. That's huge. <laughs> I just I just don't get into it because I don't want the heat. You know, when you start doing stuff right. like that, it, you get they go, "Oh, this guy's trying to I'm just so used to the heat." So I don't I don't really do those, but everyone else should do it, especially if they're a big losing better at the place. Trust me on this, guys. I know the math. But no, especially that Perfect. Houston and Dallas game. Yeah, the Houston Dallas game, and, and and there's a sports betting book out there. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's weighing the odds, something like that. But it's uh, okay. it goes over the math on correlated parlays, what you need the side to total ratio to be, and what the edge is if it's X, Y, and Z, and so yeah. And especially in Vegas, you get an extra half point all over the place. And you can bet a lot at the window. So that's a good spot. Yeah. So with the, with yeah, the minute I, left, I'll I post a link in guys. I'll post a link in our Telegram channel. I found the link to the book. I'll post a link for uh, no affiliation with this book since my, uh, you mentioned it on there. So guys can check it out on Amazon. So with, with a minute left, just wanted to let you guys know, I just looked at the schedule next week. We have Saturday football where the Ravens play, not this week, next week. We have Saturday football and then Sunday football. And then the week following, most of the volume is going to be on Saturday because Christmas is Sunday and there's only four games. Back next week, guys. Good day and goodbye.